Hey, what's up, y'all? What time is it? Where is my vintage mic? No, you know what? I need my lady boss mic for this one. about time then let me say what's on my mind yeah. I need a woman in heels I need a woman with a skill yeah. a woman who can hold down her own yeah. so go ahead and get going don't want to level up on your own yeah. it's the lady ball show around up girls let's get it on Hey, what's up, everybody? How are you? How are you doing? How are you doing, boo? Well, you know what? I want to thank you for keeping it locked to this amazing station. And thank you for keeping it locked to the Lady Boss Show. I am Veronica Chanel. If this is your first time listening to me, hello, hello, hello. I am so glad that me and you is still in the land of the living because there's a lot going on right now. Well, today's show, I do have an um, amazing guest with me. Her name is LaCora Stevens. She is my sister from another mother, all the way from Pasadena, California. I'm going to be um, talking with her about entertainment industry, her journey, her life, um, as well as relationships, because she is a TV host and a producer. Um, I also have some music um, coming from Demarcus Kelly. He is the praise and worship leader in my church, KCC. Amazing how I met Demarcus years ago. Um, I remember listening to watching him sing in the choir on the um, Aaron McNair and United Holy Church in Southern District. I remember, you know, when his pastor at that time was in United Holy Church. And look what God has done for him now. Now he's a national recording artist. Hey. So we're playing his music first. Then we play some music from Mayana, um, I Need Your Help. And then we play some music from Mr. Jonathan trailer. And then I'm going to also have a surprise track towards the end. Um, that's after our discussion. But um, I'm a, I am so excited about um, introducing everyone to um, our discussion that me and LaCora had. Um, we was live on Facebook. And now I'm going to bring in the discussion on the radio platform um, as well. So I hope everyone had an amazing day thus far, an amazing week thus far. And I always like to say this, season saints, to all of my season saints, how are you doing? How are you holding up? We're living in a crazy time, but I thank God for the season saints. I thank God for the saints, period, because we're the salt of the earth. We're the ones that help keep things moving because if it had not been for the prayers of the saints, the righteous prayers avail it much. Okay, y'all, let's get into the music.
from my soul this song cries Our Father You are worthy of my praise For the rest of my day yeah. I will worship I Oh 
What's going on, guys? This is independent recording artist Jerris Cook, and you can find me on Instagram at Jerris Cook Music. And you are tuned into the sounds of the Lady Ball Show with the one and only Veronica Charnell. Uh, let me bring Lacora in, bring my guest in, so you everyone can see and get to know her. Hello, Lacora. Hey, how you doing, beautiful? Hey, thank you for coming on the Lady Ball Show. I am so glad that you are here. I mean, y'all look at her. Look how she looks. Brown skin, brown skin, all the melon, all the melon. <laughs> <laughs> so, LaCora, just tell us a little bit briefly before we kind of you walk us through your journey, just a little bit about you. Well, Lord, it all started when I was just a little baby. No, <laughs> so, um, hey, everyone. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, I am from Indiana originally. A lot of people don't know that. So when Veronica was like, you're from Indiana, I'm like, girl, how you know? Most people know that I'm from Florida. So we made our way, my mom, my sisters made our way down to Florida. And that is where I love, love, love theater. So uh, at a young tender age, my grandmother made us go to church, fall in love with our Easter speeches. We had to practice. And when I did my play, I loved it. And I was like, this isn't bad. I could do this. Then I was in a drama class. Then I went to Florida a University. I saw a play called Dearly Departed. They were so good. And mm -hmm. I was like... I could do this. I could do this. Mm -hmm. So I became a theater major, theater education, graduated, taught theater, taught English. Um, and then there was something, something that was uh, scratching at me, something itching at me, something tapping on me saying, girl, you don't belong here. And mm -hmm. then it was confirmed through my 15-year-old student, Gabriel, they has, she is now a young pastor. Um, and he was like, miss, you're too good for this. Why are you here? And I was like, oh. Mm. Old ninth grader just checked me and so <laughs> at that point I'm like yeah why am I here like what do I want and so I decided I was young I had an education no obligations so I decided to move to California so I moved here uh, things were very very hard things are very expensive and so I got caught up in teaching again 
And I'm like, what am I doing? I really need to focus on what I moved out here for. That was entertainment. So I Mm -hmm. began to focus on entertainment and it was hard. And so you're constantly, Veronica, if you look at it like this, people in entertainment, they are constantly seeking for people to give them a yes. Uh, You are Mm -hmm. constantly being paraded around people to tell you if you're good enough, pretty enough, talented enough, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so I was not booking a lot. I I wasn't. I was a theater major, so everything was so overt, so big. And so, but television, you got to keep it small. They're like, okay, your eyes, your voice, it's it's too much, you know? So I went ahead and I said, I'm going to create my own show. So I did. time. I created a talk show called The Yes Show. That's right, honey. I created my own yes. Uh, young, entertaining, and safe. That mm-hmm. is The Yes Show. I highlight Christians in the entertainment business. Um, and then from there, the studio was on hiatus. So I was like, I need to do something. And I was watching YouTube and I saw a young lady like myself, like yourself. Mm-hmm. And she was interviewing Tyler Perry. And I'm like, how was she able to do that? So I did what anyone else would do. I stalked her. I researched her. I was like, okay, okay, this is who she works for. Boom. Mm-hmm. Out to that person. I did. I introduced myself. I said, I would love to do red carpets. He was like, uh, who are you? So <laughs> I showed him my talk show. He was like, okay, you're good, but you don't have any celebrities. I'm going to send you out on one red carpet. And it, my first red carpet, Veronica, was for Stevie Wonder. It was his birthday party. Yeah. And so it was so I was a mess, girl. No, I you didn't get Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> but now he didn't do the red carpet. But it was people like Kelly Price. I fanned out. I was like, oh my God, Kelly, because I love Kelly mm. Price growing up. And when she sang, I was like, oh my God. Uh there was another one, uh, what's her name? Vivian Green. Oh yeah. Tell she has a little bra trying to be cute. Now I mm-hmm. thought that I was helping her out, Veronica. I was like, oh, let me just fix your bra. Like I'm all on her clothes, on the red carpet. This is me, what I'm doing. And she was like, oh, I kind of put that there because I thought it was sexy. I was like, I am so sorry. So I was a mess, (laughs) but I was just excited to be there. And he loved the footage. And so he kept me on and I was hired. Um, so after Red Carpets, I decided, okay, I want to do a film. Same thing. I was watching a web series and I said, I want to do this. So I created uh, a series. Well, it, it was a short film into a series called Dating and Waiting. So it, I started with the Yes Show. Then I did Red Carpets. Then mm-hmm. my short film, Dating and Waiting. And now I do producing for, uh, you know, like films as well mm-hmm. as a new show that I just did during the quarantine because you got to stay productive girl yeah I decided to create a show on relationships because it boggled my mind that throughout all this chaos racial injustice dare I mm-hmm. say the 21st century civil rights movement that people were still out in these streets looking for love and I'm mm-hmm. like if we out in these streets looking for love we may need to talk about it go a little deeper Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to talk about, too. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's what, who I am. Yeah. Uh, a girl from Indiana to Florida, HBCU graduate, uh, a woman that actually believed in herself and said, I'm not going to sit around and wait on your yes. I'm going to create it myself. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I, I like that. And the fact you so you got started entertainment. So you started doing a lot of auditioning. You took like acting classes, you said? Well, theater. My degree was in theater. So when I moved mm-hmm. out here, so expensive child, I could not pay for these classes. Let me tell y'all something. If y'all want to come out here to Hollywood, your rent is going to be extremely high. And then on top of that, they have acting classes that you mm-hmm. have to pay for. Sometimes the secret around it is to ask for an audit where you could view a class for free. But classes go for like $300, $500. Mm-hmm. It was very hard for me to get the techniques you know what i mean to reduce my theater skills to film and i felt very insecure about that 
And I was like, ooh, I just don't like how I look on camera. This is too much. I'm so dramatic. I'm so animated. And I really like being myself on the red carpet, even though I love, even though I love, it's my first love. Well, mm -hmm. it's, it's for the name Desalene, it's my first love. But you know what I mean. You know yeah. what I mean. So, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. But I like the fact that you created the Yes Show. Um, those those initials, the Yes Show. How the fact that see the thing is, I know that you know you have a YouTube channel. I'm one of the subscribers of her YouTube channel, but you're also on a local channel um, in Pasadena. How did you get to that point? How do you just talk? Are you you the producer of it? Did you create the colors, the layout, yeah. everything? Everything. So then, Pasadena Media. They were like, uh, so that's the name of the studio. So a lot of people, they would inbox me and they would say, well, how will you have to get your show, produce your own show and have it on television and all this stuff? So there's a little secret. So I already gave y'all one secret for actors to audit classes to get mm -hmm. teaching skills for free. But as a producer or a TV host, what mm -hmm. you will want to do is check out your, um, your public access. That's what it's mm -hmm. called, local public access. The city pays for it to have you come and it's very inexpensive you pay like 50 dollars fee 100 dollars fee and mm -hmm. you have 300 000, uh mm -hmm. household reach of people mm -hmm. seeing you you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i would be around and people would say there's even a very popular commercial coach coach mike if you decide to come out to california he was like hey i watch your show the yes show i was like you know you watch my <laughs> show so that's basically how it came about, Veronica. Um, I actually received a speeding ticket here in the city of Pasadena. As I said, I had no money as an actress. Um, so I opted for the uh, community service. And while I was doing my community service, I saw a poster that said, do you want to be a producer of your own show? I was like, yes. And so yeah. I looked it up and bam, there it was. So me looking at the speeding ticket, I was so upset. But then it ended up being a blessing. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. now the guest show is distributed uh, on another network called Afroland TV. So it went from Pasadena Media. Mm -hmm. We're no longer there anymore because I'm like, I want, I want more. I want a bigger reach. So Afroland TV picked up the show. They also picked up the short film. And I was like, oh my God. Y'all hear that? Afroland yeah. TV. <laughs> yes. I like that. Now that's a new platform that has yeah. been created, but it has grown so much. All you got to do is like on, on your iOS or Android device, right? You yeah. can like search for, download the app. And it's download really inexpensive to, to subscribe to. They have some good shows up there though. Really good. And it's a mix between, you know, like mm -hmm. a content from Africa as well as content from America, mm -hmm. as well as content from the UK. So you get a, a look at all of these different types of blacks. Cause you know, they like to put us all in one box. Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just yeah. the same. Like it's so interesting to watch some of the shows from there, mm -hmm. Veronica, they are like, okay, I like this. So yeah. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. I, that's why I want you to kind of tell your story. Cause how you just kind of out of the blue, what you did is you had the, you put on that entrepreneur hat and I said, see. you know what? I'm stepping out on faith. I'm gonna do this regardless. Did you have a team at that point? Cause you did some videos of behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, that's on the on your YouTube channel. Now you do have a few people with you. How do you get them to to join in with you? So the good thing is, is with public access, uh, they mm -hmm. provide you with the crew. A lot of times when you are a producer, you also mm -hmm. have your tech hat or your a prop hat and work. You have to put in the hours to be a producer. So you begin to network with each other. So my current DP, his name is Darren Pradoff. He's a great director of photography. I met him mm -hmm. at Pasadena Media. And then I have Ian. He is also really good. And mm -hmm. Ian is actually, he's like one of my first AC, like my first camera guy. And yeah. so I met, I have a crew for production day. But Veronica, when it comes to pre-production and post-production, you know all about things. it. It's just a one-woman show. 
I so, see, and that's what I like because you did you put you did a video on was it DMX song that you oh, used? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I said now Lacour, she says she's this person, she's that person. I thought it was cute. That's why I was like, you know what? This was she's wearing many hats, but you getting the job done. Okay. You're getting it done, you're doing your thing. So from there, you move to let's get into this this deep dive relationship yeah. thing. That okay. you in the midst of this pandemic, y'all, LaCour sat back because I she was she did some videos beforehand about there are some relationship coach, right? They were saying something, telling women what women should do. And LaCour is very passionate about this because I can see it in her face, I hear it in her voice, and she didn't like it. So tell me, tell me how this whole deep dive show started so they can check it out. Let me tell you something, Veronica. A lot of producers, you kind of want, you're very active, you're creative. And so you want to find something to create. And mm -hmm. now this was just serendipity. It just kind of happened. Now, even though in the back of my mind, I was looking for something to create because Dr. Holly Carter, she's the executive mm -hmm. producer behind, you know, y'all already know, Sisters of Gospel. Mm -hmm. Karen Clark. She, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so, Tony actually cast that film, and she did the uh, First Ladies of Gospel, Dr. Holly Carter. And in one of her mm -hmm. Q&As, she said, producers, you need to start thinking differently about entertainment and how you can produce a show that can be pandemic-proof. And I was like, Ooh. okay, interesting. So, LaCora, what can you do to be pandemic-proof? We all love Zoom. We all love the live stream. Everyone is from Quibi to Netflix, like streaming is where it's at. So I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I could do something virtual. But I'm like, well, what will it be? And I, I actually have a few ideas in my hat that I just haven't pulled out yet when we talk about relationship deep dive. So one night editing, and I'm, I have my YouTube going on in the background, and there was a particular relationship coach that came on that was giving horrible, horrible advice for women uh, to make a man regret losing his I advice. Was, it was so extreme to where he was telling single women that just got out of a relationship to go to a Mercedes or a high-end car lot and sit in the car and take pictures to make sure he sees it. He was like, give him a movie. Go buy $80, you know, makeup. And I just said, this is crazy. So in my mind, I'm like, we need to talk about this. Because <laughs> there were so many male relationship coach targeting Black women and making a lot of money from them. And I said, we really need to, you know, like, you know, the Bible says to study, to show thyself approved in a book. Right. Of and I'm like, well, wait a minute. We are not studying these people. We are approving them at first right. glance, just because they are attractive, just because they're married, just because they have a large following. And we are not dissecting their information. We are not challenging their information. We're just taking mm -hmm. it up and eating it like butter. And I'm like, y'all over there getting high cholesterol over some foolishness. This is food. <laughs> yeah. it, it was crazy to me. So that's how the show came about. I thought about, well, in what aspect is it laid out? Is it just a bunch of talking heads? Like, what will the segments look like? Yeah. And that's how Relationship Deep Dive came about. So, yeah. That is, but I like it. I like the show. I like that you have, you have two other co-hosts with you. And then you have like um, a doctor. You have like several doctors who deals with relationship, give they input and intake. Um, my thing is, are people actually, women are actually listening to them? Oh my God. If you see one of the videos we highlighted on episode two, mm -hmm. uh, his, the topic garnered over 3.2 million views. And our resident counselor, Dr. Tamika Bob, she is impeccable. She's very good at analyzing information. And she took this to a different level because as regular women, you know, I'm I'm the regular woman. And then my two co-hosts, we have Audrey Bryant and we have Shatan Squires. They are both certified life coaches. So they mm -hmm. are giving you a different perspective. I'm mm -hmm. giving you a very direct Simon Cowell perspective. And then okay. Dr. Bob, Dr. Bob is giving us clinical 
clinical mm-hmm. perspective. And then of course we had the viewers. And so I just sat there and I said, women are listening to this. And because they are listening to this, this is dangerous. We really need to talk yeah. about it. I just kind of want women to challenge. I want them to study. And I, before they approve anything that's given to them, like just stop drinking the Kool-Aid. You may have a little sip of it and just be like, oh, Get some know. water. Right. <laughs> you know, just, just, just put the Kool-Aid down. Just put the yeah. Kool-Aid down, ladies, and start studying. Start checking their right. credentials. Start right. challenging the advice that they are given. Watch Relationship Deep Dive and make sure that you follow us along as we dissect and analyze their mm-hmm. advice. Because day- you mentioned that in one of your segments I was watching. I was sitting there thinking, I said, why do a woman have to make a man? I don't like the word make. Make. That that does something. Am I the only one that, that gets this like fire comes up yeah. when I hear the word? Because when I hear make, I think of um, um, you, you don't accept who I am. Right. Like yeah. I'm like I'm not good enough at this level, so mm-hmm. I got to go down like a slave, and yes. I, that that offends me. I don't know yeah. about anybody else for you. I get real. I don't care who says it. And when someone says "make look or everything goes in slow motion, it's like a trigger <laughs> word for you. <laughs> I said it's 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 a trigger word. Yeah. I said I said why do the woman have to make the man like we are less of value you know yeah. what i'm saying how I, I don't understand why do people on earth treat women and see women like that and put the men on a pedestal do god do that that's no, not even no. biblical i know no. he put man first but right. do you think he sees the men far greater than us oh, no. he's making women are leaders too right so yes. where's all this coming from <laughs> i don't understand that kind of burned me up girl i'm telling me, you i believe it's just the misinterpretation like they'll take words just like anything we'll see uh, mm-hmm. in the bible um and we'll see historically how things have always been and mm-hmm. we recycle it regardless of how tainted it is mm-hmm. regardless of how dysfunctional it is because it's considered the norm because it's tradition you know, and because it's you, you take your own spin, your own ideology. You're just like, oh, but that's what it is. Therefore, it shall mm-hmm. be. It's like, no, let's let's test this out. You know, let's yeah. try this. You know, so, but a lot of times we just accept it. Almost like the advice that these men are giving us. We accept it. They, we, oh, they just recycle the same topic. It yeah. is disgusting at times. So. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to have like, get your information from wise counsel. Instead of just, you don't just, I, I, I'm like, because I, I heard, I've been watching all your segments. I'm like, people are actually saying but this. You know, I was like, we, okay. We they don't want to hear my mouth. We had a wonderful Minuteman, our segment Minuteman. Uh, there's a young man by the name of Van Brown. He's an author. Um, he has a book coming out very soon. And he spoke mm-hmm. on the show. And the very first thing he said took my heart because he said, the student will determine the teacher. And mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, that's good. So a lot of times when you say you're supposed to seek wise counsel, but it all depends on who that student is and what they yeah. see wise and what they don't. And I said, Brother Van Brown, Black yeah, man, <laughs> you can and you shall. You know, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of men out there that are actually uh, giving really good advice. And I, I want them like Devon Franklin. Or, or mm-hmm. Dondre Whitfield, you mm-hmm. know, like they speak to your higher self. And sometimes people will call to that lower self and it's okay because we're human. So we get tempted by it and it feels good. And because we want to, you know, have a certain type of reaction or emotion, but mm-hmm. it's like, Lord, I, you need to have some influence and counsel, like you said, that's wise. That's right, wise. right. Because I don't know where, I don't know, maybe people are taught that way that um like some men feel like um women just do what i say listen to me and that's done yeah i have a little problem with it and some you'd be surprised of course some men won't pick that woman for a girlfriend because of that oh they won't pick her for a wife because of that i'm i I get i get confused because i think about the god will always be the head Mm -hmm. he will always be in charge and nobody can top him right Right. Now, every man on the on on the face of this earth, I'm not putting them down, but you're getting older, 
you're going back to dust. Oh, I hate ooh. And eventually, <laughs> eventually, you have to answer to God. Right. And now tell me, if, if that man is following God, then if, if God don't mind me asking him questions, right. and if God don't mind me coming to him and say, well, I don't understand, Preach. why do y'all have a problem? Yes. You know what I'm saying? If God yeah. don't want me to be a slave, right. he want me to, 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 to become down. He doesn't want me to succumb to the tricks of the enemy or other things. He don't want me to walk around like a dog. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, why do men on earth, some of them, because I know there's a guy out there probably saying, why is she putting all I'm men in the same? All men. Because not all men, not all of y'all, not all of y'all. Just some. Like, what is the problem? Does it make you feel bigger? You should already have that in you. You should know who you are. Some of us don't. I recall a <clears throat> man, he was my little college sweetheart. And he was such a good man, but just mm -hmm. not for me. And I would mm -hmm. pray, I would be like, God, send him a good woman. Like, send him a good wife. And now he's married. He has like three or four boys, something like that. Mm -hmm. But I remember one time he told me, he said, you know, the Corey is so strong. He said, I wouldn't worry about anything if you were my wife. If the house was flooded, if I lost my job, you would be able to withstand it all and make sure that our house is covered. Mm -hmm. like, but sometimes it makes me feel like you don't even need me. And I was, and I never talked down on them like that. You know, we mm -hmm. respect. I was young, all right? I was young and dumb. But I was like, really? He felt like a person like me did not need him. Some people need to be needed. And it's like, you know what I mean? And so I think sometimes with men, in these mm -hmm. relationships, whether there is some form of control or there's some insecurity, I think something happened to where they need to be needed. And I think with him, what his thing was, because he watched his father walk away from his mother, and then he saw the demise of his mother, and he had to take care of her. So while he was in college, in college, supposed to be living his life, he mm -hmm. was sending money back for his mom, his brother was stealing from the mother. He had to, he was such a provider. Like he always, people always needed him, mm -hmm. but I did not, you know what I mean? So he didn't know what to do with it. That mm -hmm. was just one particular situation. But I was like, well, brother, I, I need you. You know what I mean? In my Bill <laughs> Scott voice, you know what I mean? But I was young and at that point, he did not agree with my dreams of entertainment. He even called it stupid. And I was like, ooh, this isn't for me. But still okay. a good man, nevertheless, still a good man, a great man, because mm -hmm. I saw everything he did for his mother. So I would always constantly pray, like, God, take care of him, whatever, yeah. whatever, because I saw the sacrifices he did for his mom. But I think him just growing up, always needing to be needed, always taking care of, always providing, even when he was in school, it just created a world for him to where the woman he needed to be with needed to be a little not on 10 like Lacora. she needed to be at a five. Oh, so he wanted um someone that wasn't quite like confident or not strong but someone that wasn't able to take care of everything because when you're used to working and operating in a certain way mm -hmm. and then someone comes mm -hmm. in and say i don't need that way and you're like you don't need that way and then it starts to get out of hand and they're like i don't know what to do with this i'm used to operating like this yeah you know? and so they have I a problem adjusting you're supposed yes. to be able to when you bring in somebody else it is no longer just you right that you supposed baby to adjust and y'all work together but he that's i don't know i kind of see what you're talking about but i respected him for saying that and for knowing that he mm -hmm. knew that i would be a lot in his world that i wouldn't i wouldn't be the damsel in distress i wouldn't be husband i don't know what to do with the car like i'm a figure it out type of person like i'm gonna make it work type of person mm -hmm. whereas he didn't really have that so he at least knew what he wanted and i could just be like brother at least you know what you want you know but he was still <laughs> trying to make it work but i was like you just called my dream stupid i don't know if this will work <laughs> you know so like, wait a minute no 
At least respect the dream. At least support the woman. Tell her to go ahead, but just call it stupid. Yeah. No. He, he, he messed up. Place. He would not go to theaters uh, and plays with me. I would be like, well, my friend April Prince, they're in the play. I really want to go see. He was like, do you really have to? I mean, you're not in it. Why are we going to this? I was like, this is my heart. You know, I'm like, <laughs> how dare you? You know, this is I heard your voice, girl. <laughs> Yeah, child. Um, I, I can, yeah, I can understand that. I'm glad you created that the the um deep dive relationship. When is the next time it's going to air? It will be airing this Sunday, August 30th at five o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time. We go live at five. Dive at five is our hashtag, mm -hmm. and we are talking about the topic on uh, Sunday's show is um. It, it comes from a relationship coach by the name of Zeus Campbell. And mm -hmm. he says that if you are in a relationship and you have friends, if the woman has a friend and the man has friends, but they are not friends of each other, then they should not be involved or around the couple at all. So if Veronica has her friends, but you mm -hmm. don't know, you know, like your friends don't know your man, like that like you they're not all friends then they yeah. should not be around the couple so that's what we're dissecting and discussing on sunday is it could it be due i see what you're saying could it be due to a possibility of cheating you think well, or sometimes he feels like he didn't mention that but that is something that i thought you know he was like no it's more so because uh if if you are not both of their friends like if these two are together and I'm just her friend, I'm not so concerned about him. I'm only concerned about her. I see. I'm not invested in both of them as a whole or as a unit. And so he was like, normally this friend will try to convince this friend. Yeah, child, he ain't no good anyway. He over there messing up that go. Like they don't really genuinely have your back. So that's the topic. I see. I see. That's a good point. But some, I guess some people may debate that. So y'all get ready. They may debate yeah. be like, why does that matter? The relationship is this person and this person. And you know what? It kind of go hand in hand too when you're seeing somebody or considering dating them and you got to also deal with their parents. Ooh, ooh, yes. <laughs> I only have one issue with a parent like i just didn't know them they were fake to me i didn't like them but he was also fake he was trash and i'm like god thank you yeah. person out of my life but all mamas kind of like me except for my ex-fiance mama when i first met her she was like um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm like this lady I wonder they may be like that with their sons but i remember my high school sweetheart his mother she she was mean I'm in church. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be in church, so I ain't gonna call her no name, y'all. <laughs> but I did say thought about something back in the day. Back in the um, day. But she would. I'm like, did you have a son for yourself? But that's, that's what they do, Veronica. And my sister, my own sister, admitted she was like, "Girl, I just don't know what to do when they start bringing these little girls home. Like, she needs to approve them. She'll send me pictures." <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm the same way as an auntie. I'm like, mm, that little, little thing. I don't know about it. You know, I'm looking, and I don't know what that is about women and their male sons and nephews. And I, mm -hmm. I just don't know. But mamas don't play, especially no. black mamas especially the black ones so i'm glad you mentioned the the black mama's liqueur because you know with the entertainment industry and everything that's going on right now uh -huh. it's like the, with the we have systematic um we talk about the the, the injustice yeah and we have like every everyone knows everything that's been going on with the the african the black community and what mm -hmm. as a whole what we're going through yeah. and then i'm seeing a rise in black women I'm seeing a rise in males, not just because of the vice president that, you know, she just, she made history. I'm seeing just a rise, there's a shift in the atmosphere. Do you think, in your opinion, you have a lot of experience once this pandemic is over or even before, do you see a change coming in the, in the entertainment industry when it comes to um, black people, come to African-Americans? Absolutely. You know, actually, I do. I do see a change coming uh, post-pandemic, post-21st 
century tw- uh, civil rights movement, I actually do see a change. Um, mm-hmm. As this was all happening, right mm-hmm. after George Floyd, um, there was this shift that we saw that actually was universal. It was yep. no longer confined to one city, uh, no longer confined to just America, but it mm-hmm. went international. And because of this, a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, now what do we do as entertainment? What do we mm-hmm. do as industry? And so I'm a part of a group called JTC List. And with mm-hmm. JTC List, um, Cheryl Bedford, she's actually the founder. And she mm-hmm. was, she's a Black woman. And I'm talking about like, don't play Black woman. She's about justice and equality. And just like her, other groups like Hollywood here, that it's by a, a young black African-American man. He went to an HBCU, I forgot his name, but they both have something that is identical to where they are focused on having more diversity and inclusion within entertainment. So because of that, and people like them, the entertainment mm-hmm. business, like casting directors, um, different networks and studios, oh, they're yeah. at- Disney, ABC, they are giving their time to provide mentorships, to have one-on-one meetings, to hire more Black writers, you know? Um, So because a lot of times we see, you know, like that one token person, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. just like the the show All Rise, it's a Black female lead, but three Black Mm -hmm. writers just quit because they have a white male showrunner who is not listening to the advice of the black people. So a lot of times what will happen, Veronica, they will hire you to meet a quota, but they mm-hmm. really don't listen to you. You're just there. You're a prop. You're and just so right. You're I just like they used to say back in the day, they will call it the chocolate chip or the Oreo in the group. Exactly. For EEOC purposes. And we're like, no, we got to stop that. Some things have to mm-hmm, change. Mm-hmm. And, and I know a lot of Black mm-hmm. people, it's, it's hard for us to use our voice, use our platform, because why, Veronica? What the industry will do sometimes is they will label you as difficult if you even have an opinion about Black lives. If you even have an opinion. Or angry. Or you're you're, you're bitter. You're aggressive. You're bitter. Yes, you're not a team player. You're not a team player. Girl. You're speaking exactly. out too much. And so what will happen? Like I'm part of an acting group and these, and it's a lot of white people in this little page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they were just going on with their lives as if George Floyd was not just murdered. I just couldn't believe it. They're talking about their auditions, their self tape. And I said, I am just shocked. I left a message and they were not having it. They were like, oh, well so sorry we didn't realize it and the founder of the group said you know what lacora you're right he put out a long post and then he did what to put his money where his mouth was and he decided mm. to donate sixteen thousand dollars to a group of uh, i believe it was naacp but mm-hmm. don't quote me on that but i was like a lot of times speaking out you may look like the bad person but a lot of times there will be something that could happen for you. So yes, I do feel to answer your question, to make a long explanation short, that there will be some change because I've been seeing it so far. I've even had a meeting, you know, with someone at Disney. And so I'm like, just because of the opportunities with JTC lists, you know, in Hollywood here. So I will say some things are changing. Uh, hopefully they will stick to it. The problem yeah. is, Veronica, is that it starts off really good. Starts mm-hmm. off good, and then people go back to normal, and then we right. talk about it because no one's fussing, no one's making an argument about it, no one's challenging them. Mm-hmm. We become comfortable. So yes, to answer your question, a change is happening. There is a shift. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that because you're in California. Mm-hmm. You're not too far from from like. Hollywood, Los Angeles, you you are where everything is at. Even though Tyler Perry is blowing it up over there in Atlanta, yes. we know that. And we're glad about that. But we know California is like, quote, is the place for like what anything and everything. So I'm hoping that, you know, all of this will bring more opportunities um, for 
more, you know, the brown skins. I don't want to, I don't know if I should say black or African American brown skin. I don't even like the term minorities. I really I don't. don't. Like I, the term minority. I never did. I never I knew when I was growing up. I said minority. I'm a minority. <laughs> yes, right. I wrote a whole report on that. That's crazy. A lot of people don't agree with it, uh, but I do not like that word either. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. So I don't. I kind of shy away from that, and I start saying who you are. It's just it's yeah. better that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's hard to believe That you're working things out for me But I can't see, I can't see I'm walking with blindfolds on But you're more sure than the ground that I stand on and I know that you won't cave, you won't cave in So I trust you, even when I can't see the full plan Everything seems to make no sense I know that you're in control In control I trust you
And it looked as if 